Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Christiana Tiberio makes the wine bearing her family's name from the grapes her brother grows. Their vineyards are located in the mountains of Abruzzo, where they discovered a small plot of Trebbiano d'Abruzzo. While it may bear the same name as Trebbiano from Tuscany, Trebbiano d'Abruzzo is a completely different grape. Christiana tells me, I just don't want to make good wines. That's not good enough, she says. I want to make wines with identity of clones and place. And that she does. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditer.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditer.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Lennart. We're recording here on the patio outside at the Beacon Tavern in Chicago. Joining me today is Christiana Tiberio. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Great to see you. So Tiberio's in Abruzzo. Yeah. But you didn't start winemaking in Abruzzo. Your family's had that vineyard for a while, yeah? My family were located and still is located for private life in the coast area of Abruzzo. Uh, but uh, I am a wine lover so since I was a teenager <laughs> and uh, yeah so I developed a specific uh, vision in drinking wine and over the years in making wine. I studied chemistry at university in Bologna and uh, this is a, a very interesting point, for example, because people think chemistry is uh, something that overpower the natural approach, not just in wines, but in the life. And uh, in my opinion, is not true, because uh, studying chemistry is uh, studying all the natural aspect of the environment and. Uh, the inside aspect of the materia. So the knowledge of chemistry of uh, the natural process of fermentation let me understand many aspects and uh, let me avoiding to add, for example, uh, uh, selected yeast because we work with indigenous yeast and thanks to my knowledge in chemistry, thanks to my scientific background, we prepare by ourselves with my brother Antonio, is the viticulturalist, many organic biodynamic preparation we use to spread in the vineyard, like nettle, for example, or propoli, Properly is one of the result of the work of the bees, okay. and is a natural antibiotic, so is a great protection for the grapes, and so is a scientific approach, but with a very respectful, respectful side. It's scientific, about but very non Sounds very non-interventional. Exactly. So, do you, do you inoculate with SO2? We add the SO2 uh, in the grape when we harvest, because working with the indigenous yeast uh, can be very dangerous sometimes, and adding a little bit of sulfates let me even a natural selection of the population of the yeast. And we add sulfates when we bottle wine in order to have the best condition to let these wines can age very well. Great. Because, yeah. 
So before you started in Abruzzo, you, you you traveled around and made wine quite a bit. All yeah, I travel. Yeah, I travel a lot. Uh, I studied in the University uh, of Bologna, of course, and uh, the, the I think uh, the experience uh, who uh, mostly opened my view uh, was uh, a trip uh, in Mosul. And uh, this uh, trip, this experience, uh, let me understand uh, how, impo- how important was uh, the cool weather for the grapes, for the wines. And I realized in Abruzzo we had and we still have a great patrimony in terms of terroir in mountain area of Abruzzo. And uh, this was the reason why I decided to move my family in a mountain area of Abruzzo. And it was at that time, I'm talking about the end of the 90s, uh, I asked my father to look for a property to buy, a small property to buy in mountain area of Abruzzo, even because the origin of the grape varieties like Montepulciano d'Abruzzo and Pecorino is from mountain area of Abruzzo. Uh, so uh, we bought uh, this property at the end of the 90s, uh, in 1998, because of the landscape, the terroir, calcareous soil, very cool growing season. Uh, so anything was beautiful in terms of healthy condition of the environment. But the main reason why we decided to stay in this specific area and in the town of Cugnoli, Cugnoli is a small town in the province of Pescara, mountain area of Abruzzo, 380 meters above sea level, between Gran Sasso and Maiella mountain, very close to a glacier because we have a glacier in Abruzzo. But the main reason why we decided to buy immediately this property was because my father found in this area an abandoned vineyard of authentic Trebbiano Abruzzese variety. And the authentic Trebbiano Abruzzese variety, few people know, it's very rare to find. The quantity of the Trebbiano Abruzzese grape uh, vines in the Abruzzo vineyard is very little because the most part of the Trebbianos variety is Trebbiano Toscano. This is the most important thing for me making wine and this aspect made my day. I started and I built my identity on the clonal selection. I understood thanks to this experience how important are the muscle selections. This is the benchmark for me in making wine. We have now, we started with this old vineyard. So we buy, we bought this old small vineyard, four hectares of authentic Treviano Bruxese variety. Just four hectares? Just four hectares. Now we have 30 hectares okay. under vines. And we produce by ourselves all the vines we planted. We planted just indigenous grape from Abruzzo, not international varieties, and not just native grape from Abruzzo, but muscle selections. This is super important for me 
because in this way I'm sure to work with the original variety, with the original flavors, the most distinctive and traditional flavors for any grape and for any wine. Probably the varieties that work best with the terroir. Exactly. This is another important aspect. We are an organic winery, so uh, it's important because the muscle selection are more rustic. These vines uh, were born, developed and found the most suitable adaptation in our terroir, in our soil profile. So uh, they are very able to afford the specific disease of their terroir, of my terroir, and they are very able to afford the different condition of the weather. You know, my brother is very talented in this sense because we have a very respectful approach in the vineyard. It's a very natural approach. He's very focused in saving the balance of the vines, the balance of the roots. In fact, this old vineyard of Trogiano Bruzzese now is 80 years old, but it is in perfect good condition. But to keep the good condition, the healthy condition, we don't force in any way the soil profile and the vines, the balance of the vines. We don't use any fertilizer not even organic fertilizer, we don't use irrigation, we don't make any green pruning, we don't force the production, we don't force to reduce the production. So it's the natural balance of the age of the vineyard, it's the natural balance of the vintage, so any vintage is different. And this is important because if you don't force, if you, if you don't change the production, even if the weather change very suddenly, in uh, a couple of hours sometimes, the vines uh, and the roots are able to manage themselves. So you have the best, the most uh, uh, effective result for any vintage. Now, you, you talked about how you spent time in the Mosul yeah. and you learned about what cool climate means yeah. to grapes. You also worked in Champagne in Australia. Yeah. What did you learn there that you brought back to Brazil? Uh, Champagne was a great uh, experience for uh, to improve my sensibility uh, with uh, white grapes because I'm a producer from Abruzzo, but uh, people consider me a talented winemaker for white uh, wines and white grape, and this is pretty unusual because uh, the most famous wine from Abruzzo is Montepulciano, even yeah. now. So is, uh, my style in making wine is very, for some aspect, uh, you can consider my style uh, uh, a little bit unusual because uh, uh, I love the freshness in the wine. I uh, have two uh, white grape variety like uh, Trebbiano Bruzzese and Pecorino and just uh, Montepulciano. And I make uh, uh, three different white wines and just uh, one Montepulciano um, now, but just recently two Montepulciano. It's a vision respectful of the patrimony of the native grape variety from Abruzzo because our patrimony is richer in terms of a white grape variety. We have just Montepulciano, but many indigenous native grape, many indigenous white native grape like Pecorino, Cococciola, Passerina, even others 
personally, I grew up just Trebbiano Abruzzese and Pecorino, not because I don't like the other native grape like Cococciola or Passerina, but because uh, I work just with muscle selection and I use uh, like modern clones, just the vines I was able to find in my property. I don't use the vines I can fi find spread out everywhere in the Abruzzo region because for the same reason I told you before, because in my property they are suitable to grow up in this specific condition of soil profile, terroir, you know. So just the vines I was able to rediscover in my property. And that means Trebbiano Abruzzese and Pecorino. Unlike many regions in Italy, like Piemonte or Tuscany, uh, Abruzzo is not really known as a great wine producing region, there's there's a, there's a few producers that are known to be great there. Yeah. But as a region, what do you want people to know? What makes Abruzzo special, and why they should be drinking wines from Abruzzo? In my point of view, the most interesting part to produce wine in Abruzzo is the mountain area, because in mountain area of Abruzzo, the wines are able to uh, express the minerality, the freshness, but even the complexity and the richness of our grape uh, varieties. Uh, wines from Abruzzo are very Mediterranean wines, and I love this aspect. It's, uh, it's not because uh, my vineyards are in mountain area, because I decided purposely to move to mountain area. So, uh, But uh, I think wines from Abruzzo are very a very traditional wine able to express uh, uh, the tradition of uh, a region of central Italy. Obviously the Trebbiano d'Abruzzo is very important to, to, to you and to your winery. How is Trebbiano d'Abruzzo different than Trebbiano from Toscana? Very different. Uh, we have to realize that uh, the only word Trebbiano in Italy doesn't mean anything. It's like Malvasia. Saying Malvasia doesn't mean anything. You have to specify, to specify which Malvasia you mean and which Trebbiano you mean. Trebbiano Bruxese is a very sensitive variety. Uh, thin skin, sensitive skin, suffer many diseases like rot, mold, very fragile accumulate sugar not easily, so, uh, but is a great wine, better than Trebbiano Toscano, with more interesting flavors, uh, high acidity, minerality, can age very well. Trebbiano Toscano is the Uni Blanc, the same, it's the same grape. Trebbiano Toscano and Uni Blanc are the same grape, same DNA, so it's a suitable wine, it's a suitable grape for distillation and to make a great Vin Santo. Personally, uh, I love Trebbiano uh, Abruzzese, and when I found this old vineyard, I spent five years just working in the vineyard, studying these old vines. And, uh, did you the, go looking for that or did you sort of stumble upon it and say, wow, this is terrific, let's make no, this? No, it just happened. I, I, and honestly, we were not looking for Trebbiano Abruzzese because we considered the Trebbiano Abruzzese almost disappeared. So impossible to find. So, so you really saved the exactly, variety. Exactly, exactly. We bought the vineyard in order to save the, the, the vineyard. And so it was a great challenge. But Are you the only producer making it? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. My Trebbiano, the Abruzzo wine, the classic Trebbiano uh, comes from this vineyard and the Fonte Canale are the single best, oldest vines of this vineyard too. And then you also make Pecorino? I make Pecorino. Uh, in these five years, while I was studying these vines, you know, in the past, with no DNA taste available, people uh, didn't have idea of what they are planting. So, in such an old vineyard, some vines can die over the years. And when people needed to replant, they just replant white grapes with no idea uh, of what they are planting. So the old vineyard, not just in Abruzzo, but uh, I think everywhere, are a blend of different varieties. This is important because in this way we have a beautiful patrimony saved in this vineyard. But to have a patrimony and to save the patrimony, we have to study and to understand and reflect these vines. So, uh, studying this vineyard and these vines, I found the seven vines of Pecorino, just seven of the authentic mother clones. And uh, two vines were too full of disease, so unsuitable to propagate, but the five vines were in a good condition. So we used these five vines of Pecorino to plant our vineyard. Now we have three hectares, 800 meters of Pecorino. So it's a large vineyard compared to the five vines we started. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's great. Even because Pecorino is a very interesting wine. It's a Mediterranean wine, uh, able to express uh, even the character, the mood of Abruzzo people and terroir. It's a nervous wine, Pecorino. Acid, mineral, but rich, creamy texture at the same time. And uh, these two different and opposite aspects are really well melt and balanced in the wine. And if you let age the wine, because Pecorino can age amazingly, these two different aspects become just one, melts perfectly and uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. The flavors of Pecorino, the traditional flavors of the authentic modern clones are herbal flavors. This is important because the traditional flavors of the variety are sage, rosemarine, green fig, lemongrass, kiwi. But now, with the modern clones, the main flavors are changing. Pecorino is becoming a successful wine in Italy, and people are planting Pecorino everywhere, but Pecorino thrives in mountain area. Need, needs a cool growing season to express its identity and uh, suffers uh, sterility. The first bud doesn't produce grapes, just leaves. So the yield character is very low in the modern clones, in the original modern clones. But when you buy vines in a nursery, the modern clones are uh, different. Sure. The nursery corrected this genetic aspect, so even the first bud produced grapes. So they're not the, as traditional. Exactly, or... the yield is higher, the alcohol content is lower, the acidity is not so intense, not so mineral, not so sharp. And the flavors are different, are tropical flavors. More tropical, flavors, yeah. yeah, flavors of mango, papaya, you know, peach, leaf. 
Gucci. And this is a problem because, because it makes a great confusion. Um, but uh, yeah, so my effort is not just uh, to make uh, the uh, best pecorino I can, but not just the best. Uh, the, a wine, this is true for all my wines, wines with a precise identity. I don't want to make just good wines. It's not enough for me. Everybody can. I want to make wines with the identity. And the important thing is that the identity of my wines is not my identity. It's the, identi it's the, the identity of the clones. Because these clones are for me the most important, important heritage. Uh, I, if you move these clones, the biotype change. There is an amazing balance. There is a something unpredictable in the biotype, depending on the terroir, depending on the adaptation, depending on the history of the roots, depending on the subsoil, on the genetic aspect. This is what I want to communicate and express in my wines. So. You speak more like a botanist than a chemist. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I never passion, lose the control. Your passion for the vine is obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I never lose the control. Should we taste some wine? Absolutely, with pleasure. So this is my Trebbiano d'Abruzzo, uh, coming from my old vineyard of authentic Trebbiano Abruzzese variety. The training system is a canopy. Canopy or pergola abruzzese is the traditional system used in Abruzzo in the past. And I decided to keep a pergola and I love a pergola, especially for Trebbiano abruzzese. Very pale color, very exactly, delicate. Exactly, exactly. The Trebbiano abruzzese, the berry is very large, thin skin. It's a very juicy grape. When you bite the berries, the skin melts in your mouth, and this and the wine respect to this beautiful balance. It's got a savory kind yeah, of nose, exactly. uh, herbal. I work just with free range juice. I distem the grapes. I don't press at all. Just free range juice. The free range juice is important because all my wines are unfined, unfiltered. I want to work with the cleanest, the most, the purest part of the grape. Even because in the purest part of the grape, there is the most noble population of East. Uh, you know, I don't use any pied de cuve to make a fermentation, to get start fermentation. Right. So I work with the most, the wildest population of East. So for me, it's important this selection in terms of juice, just a free run juice. Yeah. No surly, no surly, because the meaning of the Trebbiano d'Abruzzo wine is the pureness, is this beautiful balance, is a super elegant wine, is a refined wine. The meaning of the Trebbiano d'Abruzzo wine, when you use Trebbiano Abruzzese, of course, because Trebbiano Toscano is different, is not the richness, it's never full-bodied wine, never. Uh, the meaning Which is Which isn't the to say it's austere, there's... There's some body to this wine. Yeah, but because it's the balance, all the vines, uh, you know, don't force the production. So that's the point. That's the point. The wines is able to find their balance. If you don't force, if you don't change the balance. If you change the balance, of course, uh, you make a, a, a small disaster. Yeah. Wow, this so, is really elegant. It, it expresses the fruit, but really high minerality. There's a good bit of texture to it. Exactly. Uh, 
obviously the acidity screams for food. Exactly, um, exactly. And yeah. on a hot summer Chicago day, I could see uh, yeah. consuming a couple bottles of this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a dangerous wine. I love this wine because it's a very, you can read in this wine uh, the main aspect of the grape variety and uh, the true and the main aspect of the terroir where this wine comes from. Stunning wine. So what do we have next? Yeah, Pecorino. Uh, is, um, I planted my vineyard in 2000 using my modern clones. Uh, so this vineyard is now 17 years old, but this is the 15 vintage, so 15 years old for the wine. It's not so old but it's one of the oldest you can find in Abruzzo. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very proud of this Vintage 15. It was a very successful vintage, even in terms of um, public acclaims, awards, scores. And uh, it's a very representative Pecorino Vintage. Uh, flavors are the flavors I mentioned to you, so herbal flavors. The sage is impressive in this vintage. The, mm -hmm. Green fig, I don't know because someone people uh, tell me, oh, we don't have green fig. Because we don't have it's, green fig uh, yeah, because it's too so, cold. Okay. I'll just so take, we don't know. I think in my we brain I can imagine yeah, what green yeah, fig yeah, tastes yeah, okay, like. Yeah, okay, okay, so. but anyway, yeah. And you're right, it is um, quite savory. Yeah, exactly. It's about the herbaceous. Very, very it's, savory, uh, yeah. And, and it's the, not over herbaceous like, like some Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blancs can be. Mm, it's just. You're right, because uh, at first. Uh, remind you the Sauvignon Blanc with a, a little bit of a white peach right. but it's richer than Sauvignon exactly. Blanc yeah and uh, it's rich in texture because the alcohol content is pretty high even if you don't taste the alcohol because the yield of Pecorino is very low the well, Pecorino it's the wine yeah, is balanced, the balance so. exactly the Pecorino skin is very thick and crunchy and the most part of the berry is thick is a, is a skin not juice and the wine explains this aspect. It's a super, uh, it's a, uh, it's a rich in texture, but not heavy wine. Mm -hmm. It's fresh for this saltiness. So it's a very food flexible wine because yeah, it can match very well rich food like lobsters, salmon, uh, you know, shrimp, butter cooking, but even anchovies, uh, super. Oh, anchovies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm very proud of Pecorino because it's a super serious wine, uh, interesting. It started with just five vines. Five vines. That you grew out to hectares. Exactly, wow, exactly, exactly. Sometimes I tell my brother, Antonio, do you remember when uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure we you were remember. me, you and five vines? <laughs> yeah. Now what is this? This is the Cherasuolo. This is, so, the, wow, what a color. Yeah. It's, uh. Fairly unique. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not rosé. Yeah. It's is, way uh, more than rosé. This rose. is the tradition of Abruzzo. Cerofolo is the tradition of Abruzzo. And meant to be served chilled? Yes. Like a white wine. Mm -hmm. uh, or a, wow, this really yeah. cool kind of... It's a cherry color. Cherry. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling for the color. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not purple. And it's not magenta, but yeah, it's like a cherry yeah. color. Cerasolo means cherry in oh. Italian. So cherry color, even the flavors, cherry cherry flavors, not in terms of sweetness, but the sour cherry. 
wild strawberry, the rhubarb, the rhubarb. And those I'm getting yeah, kind the, of sour cherry yeah. and rhubarb. Rhubarb for sure, yeah. yeah. And cranberries, the cranberries is crazy because they give you the sense of the crunchiness. San Cerasolo is a crunchy wine. And the pomegranate, because even you can smell tannins a little bit in the wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy because uh, I have a specific plot of Montepulciano I used to make Cerasuolo, always the same. It's the most suitable uh, vineyard to make Cerasuolo because it has the cooler exposition. I harvest Montepulciano for Cerasuolo usually three weeks before the Montepulciano for red wine. Okay. And uh, just 20 minutes of skin contact. So, super short, free run juice, no press. Uh, I love these beautiful uh, tannins in the mouth. It's super silky tannin. Yeah. It's, um, the acidity almost outweighs the tannin. And then at the very end, you get a little bit of that, just a little bit of that silky tannin. Yeah, I love these tannins because these tannins distinguish the Cerasuolo from a rosé. Rosé is an amazing wine, light, elegant wine. Cerasuolo is a more food flexible this wine. Is... Thanks to these tannins, you can match Cerasuolo even with roasted red meat because uh, can. Uh, this is barbecue wine. Yeah, exactly. For barbecue, this wine. Yeah, is... but uh, it's great for all the tomato dishes. Uh, matching tomato tom- dishes, yeah. yeah. Matching tomato sometimes hard. Of course, you can drink a light red wine, but in summertime, you want something uh, chilled, and the Cherasuolo is if amazing. If you're a red wine drinker and you're looking for something that's more, has a little more body than a white wine or a rosé, this Cherasuolo yeah. is the, the, definitely the wine for you yeah. on a summer day. Yeah, it's crazy with uh, Asian food, the spicy food, mm-hmm. the super savory food. Uh, yeah, it's a dangerous wine, Cherasuolo, because uh, you finish the bottle. Too always. easy. Yeah, yeah, too easy. Too easy, yeah. Okay, so what do we have next? Uh, my Montepulciano, this is uh, the vintage 14. I love this vintage 14 because I love the cooler vintage uh, rather than the hot, uh, sunny More vintage. vintage. Yeah. I love the freshness in the wine, uh, the elegance in the wine. It's and a I pretty love- color. It's not, I, I, I don't know, yeah. it's... It's light like Pinot Noir, but it's not, I wouldn't look at this and think I'm yeah, drinking Pinot Noir. You know, sometimes people is very focused in the extraction in Montepulciano. They reduce the, produ- the production, uh, they force in reducing the production, cutting the grapes. Uh, I want to save the balance. Uh, so, uh, stainless steel, I don't pump over. I don't make any delistage, remouage. I don't want to extract it too much because the Montepulciano grape is very rich in pigments, is rich in polyphenol, anthocyanin, in flavors. And uh, when you extract, if you, uh, if you work on the skins, if you work on the pips, uh, you extract too much, yeah. even bitter tannins. Sure. I want to save the balance. And uh, indigenous yeast uh, are able to manage the correct uh, time of the fermentation. In any vintage is different. The indigenous yeast decide the time of fermentation. So, is a light 
A light smokiness. There is a smokiness, but it's crazy because there is no oak at all. It's yeah. an oak no montebucciano. I was surprised when I put my nose in One the glass. One of the flavor I am very proud to have in my montebucciano, vintage by vintage, and it's the benchmark of my montebucciano. It's the blood orange. Blood you orange, can taste yeah. blood orange, and blood orange is uh, one of the traditional flavor of the old Montepulciano style. Now many Montepulciano are overpowered by the oak, so you miss mm. the blood orange. The blood orange is there. Yeah. yeah I would have never picked that out um, or thought of it being there. The blood but orange even, is there. And yeah. And there is a very smooth tannins. Mm-hmm. Smooth, elegant tannins, but uh, it's a luminous Montepulciano. It's a dynamic Montepulciano. It's not a uh, flat, heavy, fleshy Montepulciano. No, not fleshy at all. Very no, vibrant exactly. and lively. And, exactly. And I think a Montepulciano that will age well, too, even though it's drinking beautifully right now. Yeah. Yeah. This wine could lay down for a couple, three, five years. Yeah. And stuff yeah. Special. yeah. Yeah. It's a mineral Montepulciano. Mm-hmm. And we have one more wine. And uh, this is the single vineyard Collevota. Um, so uh, Collevota is the name uh, of the vineyard. I'm in um, Contrada Lavota. So Lavota is the name of the location where the vineyards and the winery are. And Colle because this vineyard uh, stay on the top of the hill. So on the top of the Colle. East Exposition, Sandy Subsoil. Uh, I make these two Montepulciano in the same way, but it's impressive how different they are. We no, are this tasting, looks like Pinot Noir. Yeah, the, <laughs> we are tasting the same vintage, right. 14. But and different vineyard. The, yeah, different vineyard. The Collevota vineyard performs very well in rainy and cool vintages. Okay, not so, in hot vintages. So 14 and 13. And 16, 16 not 15. Not 15 or 10. No, exactly, exactly. And uh, I discovered this uh, result because uh, my classic Montepulciano is always a blend of a different plot of my, in my um, vineyards of Montepulciano. In 2012, the only vineyard that performs uh, amazingly in a very hard vintage for Montepulciano, the 12, was this single vineyard. So I, uh, my classic Montepulciano 2012 actually is the single vineyard okay. because I use just this parcel to produce the 12 vintage. So do in you fact, produce this every year? No, no? no. So again, no, only no, in the, the classic, conditions. Yeah, the classic, uh, yes, right, right, but right. it is a blend. In 2012, it was not a blend, but just a single vineyard. In fact, my production was the smallest production of my history of Montepulciano because the vineyard is not a big vineyard. Again, you get a, an intense mineral nose with yes. a lot of flowers. Exactly, but you can taste in this wine cedar, sage. I think uh, um, yellow, yellow fruit, yellow There's a little peach. bit of that kind of, yeah, yeah, like that, uh, those little, what are they called, the, 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 those flat peaches to me, it tastes like the, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, um, but, but there's still cherry in there, there's yeah. still some red fruit, yeah, some, the red some, fruit. some cherry, but it's a sour, small red mm-hmm. fruit, it's not uh, uh, sweet, uh, red fruit no. and in the mouth the tannins are not smooth but silky 
super silky texture, very rare for Montepulciano or for because me, very silkiness. unique. Yeah. Yeah, the beautiful silkiness. Um, yeah. They're just there to support the wine as opposed to, you know, sometimes you taste the wine and then there's the tannins or the tannins reach out and grab you. Here, the tannins just sort of support the rest of the wine yeah uh, you know and uh, but the value of the wine is the value of the vineyard wow that's spectacular well clearly these wines aren't easy to get but i'm sure if you work uh with your local fine wine shop you might be able to find some here and there i recommend that folks go out and find some of these wines from Tiberio. They're, they're absolutely delicious and stunning. Thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure tasting your wines and getting to know about you and learning about your wine. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpourpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. Thank you.